Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth in Mission. Please do not pull a Karen. That's what it said on a sign posted by a popular Korean barbecue restaurant in Concord recently. It said, quote, we are trying our best to maintain great service. The restaurant is Gen Korean Barbecue, and what the owners were trying to do was discourage diners from writing bad Yelp reviews, complaining about long waits and slow service. That sign did not go over well. It's part of the tension that's playing out in the restaurant industry right now as it tries to recover from the coronavirus pandemic. Restaurants and the hospitality industry are having trouble staffing back up, and Chronicle reporter Elena Kadvani is here to talk about the reasons behind that. I'll also talk to Dennis Leung, the general manager of Pallet Tea House, a dim sum restaurant in San Francisco, about how his restaurant is coping and how he's bracing himself for the state's reopening on June 15th. And finally, we'll hear from Savan Araneda, a former Bay Area bartender and general manager who left the hospitality industry during the pandemic after two decades. Stay tuned for the sage advice he offers us as we all prepare our return to bars and restaurants. First, Elena Kadvani, a food writer for The Chronicle, on that controversy at the Gen Korean Barbecue in Concord. Elena, tell us what happened. Yeah, so we started noticing some Facebook um, virality happening around this sign posted at Gen Korean Barbecue House that asked, said that the restaurant was short-staffed and so the service might not be up to par. And so they asked people to, quote, please do not pull a Karen and write us a bad Yelp review as we are trying our best to maintain great service. So that really sparked some backlash, I think just the tone of it. The sign also suggested that the staffing shortage is in part due to workers staying on unemployment. So that, I think, really um, was a touch point for some people. And it was posted on this food Facebook group. And a lot of commenters were just really incensed and upset about the tone the restaurant took. So it sounds like people were trying to protect restaurant workers and, you know, whatever sort of challenges that they that that they might be facing, but it sounds like the restaurant was trying to manage the expectations of their customers around staffing shortages, but this isn't a problem that's unique to this particular restaurant, right? Like, what's been going on with restaurant services during the pandemic? Yeah, I think that was part of our interest in this story. You know, the sign itself is one thing, but the sentiment sort of underpinning it is happening at a lot of restaurants. Um, There is an enormous labor shortage, and so restaurants are facing this tension as they try to reopen. There are not enough people to reopen fully um, available, and diners are starting to get back out again at restaurants, so they're managing customer expectations. And they're also trying to recoup their losses from the last year. So there's all this like delicate balancing act that owners are facing that's causing a lot of issues, and in some cases, service is suffering as a result. So we know that Yelp plays a really huge role for businesses. What has that space looked like for for restaurants during this transition? Several of the owners I spoke with talked about how they're 
increasingly monitoring Yelp for um, issues around service. So they're seeing complaints about long waits or delays in food um, or, you know, the food was great, but it took forever to get to the table. And they're taking the time to respond to diners, to offer them gift cards in some cases, and also really try to explain sort of the root causes of these issues. And I think Yelp is a really infamous, infamous tool and it's kind of a catch-22 for owners who are stuck between wanting to ignore it and then also really relying on it for business, particularly as they try to uh, recover from the pandemic. It's been such like a tough time during the pandemic with high unemployment rates and uncertainty. So why exactly are restaurants facing a shortage in staffing? There are a lot of factors. You know, restaurants say Work, a lot of people have moved out of the area, and we know we've read a lot about sort of the mass exodus from the Bay Area, or they have left the industry entirely because of the pandemic. Um, and then there's sort of this flashpoint of the unemployment benefits of, um, you know, there's a narrative that some people are choosing to collect the benefits rather than go back to work, um, especially in the restaurant world where, you know, pay is not great. And so that's also what sort of people, I think customers were pushing back on in the case of Jen's sign. So is there some truth to that narrative about workers preferring to collect unemployment as opposed to returning to restaurants to work? Is, is there some truth to that? Yeah, there may be some truth to that, but I think it's a very nuanced issue. I did speak with Lori Thomas, executive director of the Golden Gate Restaurant Association, who broke down sort of the, the economics of this, if someone who works at a restaurant is receiving about $750 a week in unemployment compared to about $16 an hour of minimum wage, there is a slight um, pay increase from the, the unemployment benefits. It's not as much, she said, as you know in other parts of the country, but there is a little bit of a gap. So that might be contributing to some people's decisions to, to not go back to work yet. And how have restaurants adapted to this shortage in staff members? Several owners I talked to said they're just limiting operations, they're shortening their menus, um, they're really paring things down in order to not compromise on service. Obviously, this is a really hard decision to make since they do, you know, they don't want to turn away any customers right now as they're trying to bounce back. But it's, that, again, that sort of tension of, you know, if they sacrifice service quality, customers are going to get upset and their employees are going to feel like they're not appreciated and they might be left with even fewer workers um, in the end. Are there some popular Bay Area spots that you talk to that have adapted in certain ways that you could share with us? Yes, I talked to the owner of um, Namu Stone Pot in the Mission, and they have a sort of pared down menu. They're having order customers who are dining in still order on their phone rather than from a person. Um, another restaurant I talked to on the Peninsula, Zarines, the owner is testing out a sort of self-serve kiosk if she doesn't have enough people to be at the, the cash register. Um, and some owners are also dealing with complaints about higher prices, which they say they're having to raise their prices because their food costs are going up, which is sort of this ripple effect of the labor shortage actually affecting you know, meat vendors and linen suppliers and their oil companies, like everyone is getting affected by this in the ecosystem that supports restaurants. We'll be right back. You can support Fit the Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Many of us 
some of us are eagerly awaiting next week when everything will reopen next Tuesday on June 15th and restaurants will be able to fill their indoor dining capacities to full. Uh, you know, that might be a really big burden for restaurants at this point. And how are restaurant owners feeling about that? Yeah, obviously, everyone's really excited and happy at the prospect of a full dining room again. But um, one of the owners I spoke to, the general manager of Pallet Tea House, a dim sum restaurant, said that while it's great, if he doesn't have enough staff to fully open his dining room, then he can't do that. So it's almost like they're stuck in the same position. Um, If there's not enough employees, then they can't serve more diners. Let's hear directly from Dennis Leung, the general manager of Pellet Tea House located near Ghirardelli Square, and the tough spot that his business is in now with these staffing shortages. We are very fortunate. We have um, staff who have high uh, ability to uh, multipass. For example, our chefs are now helping us to run food to the table, take care of guests, um, taking phone calls. That's the only way we can survive to be honest, like uh, we are doing probably at this moment, we are doing about 80% of the business uh, pre-pandemic. However, we have maybe 35 to 40% of the staff on hand. How, how in the world we can actually double the staff in a month? That, that is impossible. Uh, with that in mind, we try to implement different ways to solve the problem as much as possible. But there will be times that we really not going to be able to give 100% at, during the crunch time. So being patient is, is, a, is a key. Of course, to us as a business, I would love to just have the Russian pack the whole time to make up all the losses of revenues for the past year and a half. However, that's not going to be healthy. And also, it gives a negative working environment for the staff and we are not we cannot afford to lose more staff at this moment we want a, we want a working environment that they feel like they can handle and people who if people are coming in they don't receive the proper service they're more likely to be dissatisfied dissatisfied they're more likely to be angry i don't want that environment for myself so to address this issue, we have taken a lot less reservation uh, at this moment for the past week. And it sucks that we lose some revenues, but I think it is actually more important in the long term for the reputation of the restaurant or to keeping up a high quality, as well as making sure that our staff are not being overworked. It sounds like Dennis is being really mindful of the work environment for his workers as they're all feeling this crunch. From the other people you spoke to in your story, are there strategies that restaurant owners are exploring to draw employees back into the workplace? That's a good question. I mean, another sort of hot topic right now is wages and tipping. Um, I just wrote a story last week about how Bay Area restaurants are trying to move away from tipping, which in some cases I think they hope will attract workers. But I think there's also the flip side of that coin is restaurants going back to tipping because they think higher pay right now is what's going to get employees in the door. So it's a really, really delicate balance for owners. In the meantime, you know, as a food writer, what would you say patrons should expect when they re-enter restaurants starting next week and go back to their favorite restaurants or try out the restaurants they've been meaning to, to dine at? 
I think that they should manage their expectations and be really patient and understanding and and think about the fact that the person serving their food or cooking their meal is a human being who's also probably had a really tough year, as we all have, um, and just to bring that compassion so and not to rush to Yelp if you have sort of a, a less than ideal experience at a restaurant. That's really great advice. Thanks so much, Elena, for sharing your reporting with us. Thank you. And before we leave, let's give the final word to a hospitality worker. Savan Araneda is a former bartender. He left the industry after two decades. Here's what he says we should keep in mind as we get ready to enjoy dining and drinking in public again. There's a restaurant that I worked at in Oakland that I'm not going to name. However, it was extremely challenging. During the summer months, um, was extremely challenging, to put it lightly, uh, on top of just being in a pandemic so new where nobody knew what was going on. So it was, it was extremely stressful, especially just like there was no vaccinations and always wondering, just like, am I, do I have it? Am I asymptomatic? You know, am I going to carry it and pass it on to other people that I know? It, it seems a little overdramatic to say, but we were kind of putting our lives on the line so people could have an experience. The people who were coming out were really demanding, like, wanting stuff for free because one thing was off. You know what I mean? When we were just really trying to figure stuff out and to keep the business afloat. So I I feel that a lot of people really just weren't sympathetic. Like myself, I've left the industry. Um, A lot of people have left the industry just out of more of a necessity. A couple of my friends, as soon as the pandemic hit, they started working for the post office and they're not going anywhere. Um, And then there's a lot of people who just either moved back home or moved out of San Francisco because of how expensive it is. Some places might not have the staff to keep up with what's coming in. Leave your expectations out the door. Just come in, relax, and just enjoy being out. Just enjoy being back in the world with your friends. Yeah, sometimes you're going to be waiting 45 minutes for a drink. Just keep in mind that they're probably short-staffed. And be patient. Have fun. Pay attention to the positives. Yeah, you're out. You're having fun. Your drink's taking a while. Big fucking deal. It'll get there. (laughs) Pay attention to the positives. I'll take that. And I personally cannot wait for that first drink or meal out there in the world, no matter how long it may take. Thanks to our guests, food writer Elena Kadvani. Her story is up now on sfchronicle.com. Special thanks to Dennis Leung from Pellet Tea House in San Francisco and Savan Araneda for sharing their experiences with us. To King Kaufman for his help with this episode and to you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>